Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Hello and welcome to the Nursing It Podcast. I'm your host, David Larson, and today I'll be going over an anatomy and physiology review of our adrenal gland. Before I begin, I would like to invite listeners to email me at nursingandpodcast.gmail.com if you have any questions regarding past topics or have a request for a future topic, I'll be happy to talk with you. With that said, please sit back, relax, and let's jump right into our adrenal gland. Now, our adrenal gland is is considered an essential organ, same as the parathyroid gland as mentioned in an earlier podcast. And it is essential, basically means it. Uh, if you lose it, you will basically die. And as you see within the next 10 minutes here, you'll understand why. So the adrenal gland is split up into two parts. There's the adrenal cortex and our adrenal medulla, and each produces different kinds of hormones. But more specifically, the adrenal medulla it produces hormones that are not essential for life, but they do help. So our adrenal cortex is the one that produces our essential for life hormones. So let's start off then with getting through the essential for life part of our adrenal gland, the adrenal cortex. Now, the adrenal cortex uh, creates corticosteroids, which are basically meaning cortex steroids, which makes sense from where it's produced. So these corticosteroids include mineral corticoids and glucocorticoids. So definitely two different important hormone groups. So mineral corticoids to start off with include our aldosterone hormones. Now, aldosterone is necessary for the promotion of sodium and water retention in our kidneys. But it also causes retention of our salivary gland to retain sodium water, our sweat glands, and our GI mucosa as well. So this is necessary to help us uh, in a myriad of situations, but an example is helping us acclimatize to heat. So if you're in a hot area, your sweat will actually have less sodium content after two to three days of being in that area. Very, very cool. Now, this also has a factor with blood pressure and stuff like that. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, please watch the kidney podcast that I made earlier on. Now, what happens with aldosterone is that sodium gets reabsorbed and potassium is excreted. So you want to be careful, as we'll talk about some diseases around these these, uh, mineral corticoids. Because whenever you lose potassium, you're at the risk of dysarrhythmia. So just keep that in mind. Now, there are three factors that will cause aldosterone excretion. One of them is if you have a lowered uh, blood volume or blood pressure. Uh, 
Now, this could happen if you're dehydrated, if you're hemorrhaging, or if you have anything like that. So basically, what the aldosterone will do is it'll go to the thirst center in your hypothalamus, leading you to want to drink more. It will cause your blood vessels to vasodilate instead of, or vasoconstrict instead of vasodilate. And it will cause sodium reabsorption in our kidneys, sweat glands, salivary glands, GI mucosa, which will increase our blood pressure. Very, very cool. Now, another factor could be due to edema. Now, edema could be caused actually by having too much aldosterone. So you're actually getting the buildup of fluid around your body. Now, due to this, you are most likely going to be given a diuretic, which will block aldosterone and sodium reabsorption. Because this could lead to further edema and stuff like that down the road. Okay. Now let's talk about glucocorticoids. So a glucocorticoid that we'll talk about here is cortisol. Now cortisol is a very important hormone, but it's also a very, very bad hormone. And I'll talk about it here. So cortisol does a lot of stuff, but it basically keeps our blood glucose levels constant. So this is through liver gluconeogenesis or uh, you know, glucolysis, that kind of stuff. Now, if you're under stress, say school stress, home stress, coronavirus stress, your adrenal gland will actually increase in size and start to produce excess cortisol levels. Now, this could have quite an adverse effect because normal cortisol levels, if you were to measure it on a graph, peak in the morning and then decreases towards night and are lowest uh, during when we're trying to sleep. That makes sense because you want cortisol to get you up and going in the morning, but you don't want it to be high when you're trying to fall asleep. Now, what will happen here with stress is that your cortisol levels will peak and they will not decrease. And this will have a myriad of problems, such as a decreased immune response, a decrease in vitamin D synthesis, leading to osteoporosis, an increase in blood pressure due to the enhancement of epinephrine, leading to vasoconstriction. Your stomach will lose its resistance to gastric acids, which will lead to ulcers. And your body will actually jump into inflammation responses and will lead to insomnia and stuff like that. So this is why a lot of people say, you know, try to keep your stress levels at a minimum. <laughs> now, the final group of hormones within the adrenal cortex is our androgen sex hormones. So these are steroids that produce male characteristics and contribute to the onset of puberty. Now, this is also where estrogen is produced after menopause because ovarian estrogen is no longer being produced. Now, you have to be careful of this because, as we'll mention a little bit later on here, hypersecretion can happen with these hormones. With that said, 
let's just jump into some uh, dysfunctions of the adrenal cortex here. And let's all start off with hyperfunction. And if you get a hyperfunction of, say, the adrogen sex hormones, this is where you're going to get some females who have a masculine uh, distribution of body hair, a deeper voice, that kind of stuff. So you might see that. But another hyperfunction of the adrenal gland is due to the prolonged uh, production of glucocorticoids. And this is what is called Cushing's disease. Now, the cause of this is either use of uh, glucocorticoid drugs like cortisone or prednisone or due to a tumor, uh, either on the gland or in the pituitary gland because these glands, these hormones are controlled by the pituitary gland releasing uh, adrenal cortex stimulating hormones. So you want to be very cautious of this because Cushing's disease can lead to hyperglycemia, loss of muscle proteins, loss of bone proteins, water and salt retention leading to edema, and getting a very characteristic moon uh, face or buffalo hump. And you'll get fat around the abdominal area, around your neck, and stuff like that. And the basic treatment of this is stopping medication and removing the tumor. So... It's a scary one. Now let's talk about hypofunction of the adrenal cortex, and this is Addison's disease. Now the cause of this is either due to a deficiency in the aldosterone or cortisol. And the effect of Addison's disease is weight loss, hypo, uh, low blood pressure, hypoglycemia, hyponatremia, hyperkalemia, so that's where you get into arrhythmias polyuria leading to severe dehydration and patients will get a bronzing of the skin due to this and the treatment of this is basically corticosteroid replacement therapy okay now to end this podcast off let's talk about the adrenal medulla the hormones that are not essential for life these are our fight or flight hormones our norepinephrine or noradrenaline and our epinephrine or adrenaline so as mentioned this is our fight or flight hormones so what they do is they increase our heart rate our bronchi dilate to increase our oxygen our blood vessels constrict leading to an increase in blood pressure our blood will divert to our heart and skeletal muscles uh, our blood glucose levels will increase all that kind of stuff now, this is all great and handy when you're, you know, face-to-face -face with an intruder or a bear, for example. But a tumor on this adrenal medulla can lead to hyperfunctionality. Now, imagine feeling an increase in heart rate uh, and everything all the time. And some people deal with this, and it's due to a tumor formation. They're agitated, they're nervous, they're all that kind of stuff. So that needs to be addressed right away because it could have a huge effect on their daily life. And with that, this will be the end of this episode. Next episode will be on our pituitary gland. So our pituitary gland does a lot with hormone regulation, so it should be a cool one. Next, uh, as always, you can email me at nursingitpodcast.gmail.com and I'll make sure to answer your hard-hitting questions. I hope you had as much fun listening to this podcast as I had making it, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, 
I'm David Larson. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk with you again very soon. Please take care of yourself out there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.